You know I'm gonna get you, yeah, whatever it takes to. What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to another Basement Talk podcast. Ed Birdsall, Jake Simone coming at you. Happy Saturday. Hopefully everyone is having a wonderful weekend thus far. It's been a little bit since we've done a Basement Talk podcast, but summer is in full swing. And of course, everyone is very, very busy. Jake can definitely attest to that. So before we say hello to Jake and let Jake fill us in and what's going on in his life, a little rundown of what we're doing tonight. So tonight, today, this morning, whenever, wherever you're listening, ah, little, little hint there, little hint there. Maybe it'll come back soon enough. We'll see. So NBA free agency, of course, that took place on Monday, the opening day of free agency at 6 p.m. A lot has gone down since then. The landscape of the NBA, some would say, has changed. Some would say really hasn't changed at all. We'll get our insights on that. The MLB trade deadline, as you'll be hearing this on Saturday, deadline was a week from Friday. So giving you a little bit of uh, what's gone down in the worldwide world of Major League Baseball since then. And is there any hope for the New York Yankees or the New York Mets to potentially win a World Series? This year, and then at the end of the show, I have a little bit of a surprise for Jake. I was talking to him about it before, and I said the hint was we're going to get the juice flowing a little bit. So take that for what you will. Stay tuned for the end of the show, and you'll be able to see what the surprise is. And while you're at it, subscribe, leave a five star review to the Basement Talk podcast and the entire family of podcasts. Greatly, greatly appreciated. Enough of me rambling. Jake, how are you, sir? Doing well. Can't complain. Nice uh, August day. Friday's tomorrow. That's good. Fantastic. Vacation is next week. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So, Ooh, you know. Where are we going on vacation? We're going to Aruba. Ooh. It's a good time. It's my uh, third time going, third or fourth time going. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Fancy. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Nice, nice weekend with the fam, you know. Can't complain. No. No, cannot complain about that one at all. Take me to Aruba. Hey, I can I can confidently say, though, going back to your point about this being a wonderfully comfortable August night, it is very rare that I can sit here, at, or recording this on Thursday, you'll hear this on Saturday, but it is very rare that I could sit here on a Thursday night when at the end of my day, after a long day, today has been a long day, I've done 10 hours of podcast today, I'm done. I'm fucking fried when I could sit here in sweats and a hoodie and be very comfortable. Very, very rarely. Yeah, I do that every day while I'm working. (laughs) (laughs) But the middle of August, the middle of August, like this is lovely. Yeah, it feels like fall kind of. It does. It does. I like fall. I don't, you know, a big fan of fall. Big fan of fall. And to give even more of the fall vibes right now, we have the Hall of Fame game going on between the Cowboys and the Steelers. Uh, It's preseason football, ladies and gentlemen. Do not take much stock into preseason football, please. If you want to watch a drive, you want to watch the starters, that's fine. But then once, once, you know, like with the game, once Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris left the field for uh, the Steelers, that's where I said, okay, that's it, done. It, it, it is football, and for all the uh, football-starving people, I guess it is something to, uh, to, to watch. But 
Jake, you know how we do this. Every single podcast we do. Deep sleeper of the week. Deep Sorry. sleeper here is you're not going to understand a single word I say, probably. I don't, oh, I don't know if you're. Go, Grant. Yeah. Uh, my deep sleeper is SGC grading. What the hell is that? Uh, if you're a sports card guy, you would know. Um, so with sports cards, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, graded cards or getting cards graded, submissions, anything like that. I couldn't tell you a graded card from a non-graded card, quite honestly. Well, basically, with, with a graded card, they send in you send in your card, right? And it gets graded, and then it gets put into a slab with with the number on it, you know, one to ten. So, I think SGC is a big time sleeper for the hobby because what happened is due to COVID, PSA shut down all their standard submissions, and so did BGS, which is Beckett Grading Services. Basically, you have to pay $250 for their express grading, which you're not really doing with a card that you could probably sell for $200, like $200, $300. You know, you're not making any money. Right, so basically what, what PSA and BGS are saying is we don't want your, you know, lower tier cards. We only want something that's really valuable. So they're turning all that business away. But SGC is $30 a card. So everyone's starting to send all their stuff over to this company, but the resale value isn't necessarily there. It's about half of what, it, like an SGC Gem Mint 10 is probably about half of what a PSA Gem Mint 10 is. So what I think is going to happen, what, what happened this year, we have the NFL draft, right? We had the NBA draft from last year. Mm -hmm. There's no newer cards getting put into slabs from PSA that like, let's say who's like a, like give give me like a a rookie from the not the borough year uh like give me the kyler year like who's like a lower who's like a middle of the range rookie on offense because defensive players really don't have any value uh like not really dj more dj more good example there like a dj more of this year would probably be um i'll give you a random name uh like rashad bateman there's no Rashad, no one's sending Rashad Bateman to PSA 10 unless they have like a one of one or something like that. So I think as time goes on, the newer players are all going to be in SGC slabs. And as a result, the other SGC slabs are going to go up in value. So if you're into sports cards and, buy, you know, not really getting your cards graded, I think SGC slabs are, have a ton of value right now. And I think they're very safe investments that you really can't get burnt on. I think it's, better bang for your buck with an SGC 10 than a PSA Chen Min 10 right now. I really do. And sending your cards in, if you send in your card to a P to PSA and you don't get a 10, like let's say you get a nine, you're, you're fucked. I mean, you, you pay $250 and you don't even get you, like, you'd be lucky to flip that. It depends who it is, obviously, but for $250, you don't get a 10, you wasted your money. Whereas right. if you send it to SGC and you get a nine, okay, you know what? You spent 30 bucks. You could probably, you know, you, you'll still sell the card for more than what you paid to get it graded. So you, you don't really get fucked at the end of the day. So I, I really think SGC is going to absolutely just start soaring in the next 365 days. It's, it's a perfect time to start investing in SGC slabs. And I would get your submissions in now. Um, it's about a 20 to 25 day turnaround. Whereas with PSA, you're waiting months. And you know, I'm, I'm excited. I got about like 10 cards I sent off to get graded. Um, 
maybe like two weeks ago. They received it in about six days and ready for grading. So I'm looking forward to getting back that batch and seeing what I can do. You know, I'm excited about football season, all football. Um, didn't do any basketball. I'll do a basketball sub uh, once basketball season comes around. But uh, yeah, man, SGC. If you're into sports cards and you listen to the podcast, SGC. They're they're and they're tough graders too. They don't just give out tens to everybody like you know all these other like everyone wants to be a grading company these days. But they're legit, man. And Gary V said so too. Who is like the godfather of the hobby? As someone who doesn't collect, I will say anybody who has any sort of questions, ask Jake on them because that yeah. is just not not my forte. But you I can make be... some, you can make a good. A good buck off of it, definitely. Made, yeah, I've made thousands, hundreds of that. Yeah, definitely made profits off of. It's like investing in stocks. It's really what it is. Yeah, I'll be yeah. at your uh, your alma mater at uh, August twenty second for the East Coast uh, National by uh, JP Sports and uh <laughs> and collectibles. Uh, they're they're having the uh about like four hundred tables over at Hofstra. Oh, what a place! All over the East Coast, they're all going there. I'm I'm looking forward to it. BGS is take, doing take home subs too, so. I mean, if you want to pay the 150, 250. We love Hofstra. Great place. Yeah. Um, my deep sleeper of the week. And this is one that I actually had a couple days ago. I had a conversation with uh, with someone about this. It's first dates. Now, we was talk we were talking about what the ideal first date would be. And I, I get I've asked a couple people this what what's their ideal first date and a lot of people just give very very different answers and it's it's a little surprising to me like i would have thought as as a guy who would want to take someone out i would think that a girl would want to be you know wined and dined but apparently that's like not the thing anymore like every like people are just much more i guess casual now and I was having a conversation with someone about it, and I was very surprised. Genuinely, I, I was shocked that people do like it to be a bit more casual. Like they're not really, you know, wanting to go out and, you know, say, I don't know, spend a hundred, hundred and fifty bucks on on a dinner or something like that. You know, they'd rather uh, I, just go. Spent, yeah. They just go to like, a, a, I don't know, I, I was going to say go to a movie, but I don't think anyone's going to really movies anymore. But yeah. they'd rather go, you know, to a, to a pizza parlor or, or, or something. I don't know. And I was like, I was, I was genuinely fascinated by this. Genuinely. I, I couldn't yeah. believe it. I, I didn't spend like a hundred bucks on uh, on a first date, I think. Um, like the nicest first date I've ever been to was like an Italian restaurant. It's around Valentine's day too. So I don't really know if that really counts. Like we started talking like around Valentine's day and then we decided, you know, let's give it a shot on no, Valentine's that's a, that's a day. First date. I, I would count it. Yeah. So we went to like a nice Italian place. It cost me like 40 bucks for the dinner. Okay. You know, plus tip 50 bucks, you know? Well, did you, that, did you drink? Um, See, that's the difference. See, you could have a dinner that's like sixty bucks if you if you both just say. I think I probably had a Peroni. I mean, that's like okay. Yeah, that's it's not like, exactly like drinking top shelf liquor, you know, for the bottle. Right, right. But but that's no, like you know, yeah. if if you agree to not drink, you could spend sixty, seventy bucks on dinner and have a great time. But yeah, I think I, well, I was pretty nervous, so I didn't want to drink too much and you know drive home drunk or anything like that. Fair, but, um, fair. You're responsible. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it was like 60 bucks, you know, got got a Peroni with my pasta and, you and know, chilling. Yeah. I was I was genuinely blown away by this. And I asked, I agree, because this. you don't want to freak the you don't want to freak the other person out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I feel like girls this day and age, like, don't want to be spoiled like that. Cause that's like kind of scary. Cause once you're spoiled like that, it just screams like, Oh, like I'm getting ready to pick out our wedding cake on our first date kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that's kind of the fear. People are so afraid of commitment these days that kind of is just coming on a little too strong. You know, ain't that the fucking truth? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I, you know what? I think, I think you're onto something there. Cause honestly, I think commitment now, and this obviously goes into a much deeper conversation, but, uh, you know, I'm no relationship guru here, but I, I think that, yeah, I think you're right. I think that there is just this huge thing where commitment is it's phobia. definitely, yeah, it, 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 people are scared of commitment. Yeah, and, they're, hard, they're, they're, they're afraid to put themselves out there. And, you know, if you're looking for like a first date of someone that, you know, you think you you could be endgame with, you know, take my advice, take them to, you know. Not like the most fanciest Italian. Think of like a pizza and pasta type of place. You know what I'm so, saying? Like something like so, that. So your advice is is saying you start low, then work your way up. Yeah, then one, exactly. And once you, you don't know waste you're your money there. either. Yeah, exactly. That's fair. Like, no one wants to waste their money. Yeah, but if you if if you know that the person you're going out with is you know end game, and you know that you know you say you've been talking to this person, you've but known it's this the first for, date though. Yeah, but if you, can't if you know, know the person, if you've known the person and it's like, you know, you're just taking it to an nth degree. Oh, like you start off as friends and now you're like going out. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but you've worked your way up. I mean, obviously, like if you feel just like met that, someone. That, yeah, I feel like that's like only in TV shows and movies. I don't know if that really happens too often. This happened to me twice. That's that's besides the point. I it, But if it's like, you know, you've met someone on like, I don't know, I don't know, Tinder or Bumble or something like that. I don't know. And you're. And you're obviously dying. Yeah, them don't take them out anywhere, fans. Yeah, no, 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 no. If anything, if anything, go get some fucking ice cream. Go down to the beach and then do what you got to do, I guess. But outside, outside of that, maybe that's where I was just kind of, you know, out of the loop or. Yeah, uh, nah. old, I, I think old fashioned. Yeah, that was that's, the word. That's too old fashioned for me. That was the word that was used. Was old fashioned. But that that's how I am. That, 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 movies that, for first dates before too. That was also when I was in like high school though. It wasn't yeah, like in college. Mid- middle school, high school was was the movie vibe. Now I now, did like a half off was... apps one time. That's a good first date. That's a great first date. Yeah, yeah, because that's fun. Yeah, that's fun. Go to half apps. You know, fun, cheap, casual, and you have a good time. Yeah, and the food's not going to be you know drop dead fantastic, but it gets the job done. Yeah, and if it doesn't work out. You could say you got you a didn't nice burn meal. Your money. Yeah, yeah, you didn't you didn't burn a hole in your wallet. Bingo. But yeah, I was I was truly fascinated by this conversation. So uh, deep sleeper for me is first dates. And really? no, I'm not planning on going on a first date anytime soon. Just <laughs> let say, me you know. know. Oh, God no. Good luck. God no. This is. Have you have you seen the market? The market's terrible. I don't know. This I, is, I haven't this, seen the market in like four years. So <laughs> this, this is this is a rough economy. In more yeah. ways than one. Um, okay. So let's go on to NBA free agency. The way we're going to do this is we're just going to go back and forth here. I think we're probably going to spend about 20, 25, maybe 30 minutes talking about free agency, talking about the winners, talking about the losers, as far as we could possibly go. And Jake, as someone who I, I think, well, first of all, 
what would you rather do? Would you rather talk about the winners first or the losers first? Don't matter to me. We'll do the winners first. I don't think we'll, anyone we'll... was really that huge of a winner, to be honest with you. There were a few. There were a few I thought I thought did some good things. It's a stars league, man, and no one really acquired a star. Like, who was the best player that signed with the new team? DeRozan. <laughs> Bro. That ain't it. Okay, well, who's the best player that signed with the new team? To me, it was Spencer Dinwiddie, and that, that's why I think the Nets are a big-time loser, but we'll get into it. Um, but I doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things as much as it would like another team. But yeah, I think it was, Din- it was either Dinwiddie or I mean, Lonzo ball. Was that big of a get for a team? Come on. See, we had this conversation actually on the fantasy show. We had it actually a mailbag question that came in and what, and the question was, well, I don't know if it was exactly a question, but it gets kind of evolved into this conversation of if you're the New York Knicks, would you rather have given that long-term commitment right now to Lonzo Ball just to have a point guard that you know is locked in and no. done? Or do you still continue to sit on the hope and belief or whatever that Damian Lillard becomes available in the next yeah, the, year the or Knicks two did and a then lot. pull the trigger? Yeah, the Knicks did a lot of what I didn't want the Nets to do, to be honest with you, in, in 2019. And that was like, you know, they re-signed Julius Randle today to an extension. To me, that was like equivalent to the Nets re-signing D'Angelo Russell and getting all these other guys just to be, you know, mediocre. And I, I honestly, that would have been a really disappointing offseason for me. Um, you know, Randall, I, to me, I feel like a lot of his flaws were really shown in the playoffs. And the Knicks gave all these guys three-year deals. I know they have the option for the third year. And they still have to pay R.J. Barrett um, an extension. I think he's eligible for an extension next year, right? He is. So... You have that on your payroll coming up. You just committed to Randall, and you have all these other guys too. Um, you know, I I, I want to say the conversation about the Knicks because I do have the Knicks as a loser. That's a very unpopular one that a lot of people are come at before. Just in the middle. Yeah, I, I was me personally as Knicks fan, I was underwhelmed. But they got better. But like you know, in much? the grand scheme of things, is it really? Maybe they went from a first round exit to a second round exit. I don't, I don't think they've done anything. I, I think that's accurate. Final. But a uh, winner that I want that I do want to start with the Bulls. Yeah, the Chicago Bulls. One hundred percent. I me personally, a lot of people wanted to go at the Bulls for what they gave Alex Caruso for your thirty seven million. I mean, it's not that bad. I mean, I'm not a big Alex Caruso guy personally, but you're getting a guy that is a ferocious on ball defender. Number one, number two. The Bulls guards defensively last year were absolutely awful in that regard. So you're bringing in Caruso, who is going to just be night and day difference than what they had last year. And then you got to look at what else they did. DeMar DeRozan in there, Lonzo Ball. You're going to have Lonzo Ball, DeMar DeRozan with Nikola Vucevic. Mm. And Zach Levine. And Zach Levine. Yeah. Yeah. Before before you even – and then maybe, maybe – they find some way to bring back Laurie Markkinen. I don't think so. I think that that ship has probably sailed. But even then, it's not. I think the Bulls definitely. Uh, how do I put this? I don't think that they've really gotten to the upper echelon of Eastern Conference teams. Like I think obviously the Nets are better. I think the 76ers are better. The Bucks are obviously better. But. They- 
Miami, yeah. But are they in that second group? Are they there with the Knicks? Are they there with better the Celtics? Than the Knicks. I, th- I think they're better than the Knicks. Yeah, I they're, think so. I, I think the Celtics uh, will be a lot. I mean, the Celtics are a loser, but I mean, Tatum and Brown will be healthy. I think they'll they'll be a lot more formidable than they were last year. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I think so, but I also think the Celtics are are saving their pennies for for something next they, summer. Yeah, they've been saving their pennies for something since they drafted Jason Tatum. That's true. <laughs> that is that is definitely true. Uh, know, they had Anthony Davis there for the taking, and they didn't do it. I mean, well, that's uh, Danny Ainge, and Danny Ainge is not gone. So maybe Brad Stevens is the guy that becomes more aggressive in that regard. Who knows? I but, hated uh, that. That was a. I mean, as a person that hates the Celtics, I mean, I loved it. But I mean, I'm a Celtics fan. I'd be pretty pretty mad that Brad Stevens is now the GM. He got a promotion for not doing the job as a coach. Exactly for what? For what? I agree. I think uh, a big. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was I was going to ask you for uh, for a winner, but if you want to wrap up your to me, uh, Celtics talk, go for it. No, no, I was going to say a big winner to me is the uh, Washington Wizards. I mean, you offload Russell Westbrook. That's a big win. Um, and then you get Spencer Dinwiddie, who I think. I mean, I think he plays better team basketball than Russell Westbrook. And oh, I think, absolutely. Absolutely. I, no question. I think asked. him and Bradley Beal are going to do really well together. That's definitely a playoff team right there. They could sneak in. Yeah. They definitely. made it last year. Yeah. I think they could be in there. Definitely. And Bradley Beal's happy. That's the number one thing. Yes. And, the, and they didn't give up anything in the sign and trade. Uh, literally nothing. Literally nothing. But that's uh that is definitely one that I think you want to say for when you're talking about the Nets. Yeah, so, brutal, bro. Well, we'll keep it. Uh, another winner, probably for me, for me, I think it's my biggest winner overall, uh, the Miami Heat and what they did. I think I think they got better. With the uh, Oladipo? I think bringing back Oladipo on a one-year prove-it deal is very good. Kyle Lowry there. Was it an overpay? Yeah, probably. Yeah. But you did it. You have a solid, reliable point guard there who I think, at least me personally, I think he's better than Goran Dragic at this stage of their respective careers. Yeah, you, get Jimmy but- you get Jimmy Butler back on a four-year max extension. It'll take him through his age 36 season. You bring Duncan Robinson back, who say what you want about Duncan Robinson, but he provides a little bit of a punch, so you got to respect that. Um, P.J. Tucker as well going to Miami, I think is a big get for Thank them. In term- yeah, get him out of Milwaukee. Yeah, in terms of getting them potentially to the next level, I think that is exactly the kind of player that Miami needs. So I, I like what Miami did. And I think in terms of, you know, the the teams that we're talking about in terms of teams, I think definitely got better. Miami's one of those teams. Now, the real question is, and the Eastern Conference is a very it's top heavy, obviously. You have the three big teams and you have everybody else. I think Miami is kind of in that second tier of teams by themselves. I don't know. I don't think they're at that level of probably the 76ers would be the worst team out of the big three in the East. Yeah. But I don't think Miami are better than them, but I think the Miami Heat are definitely better than probably the Bulls, who are the next best team in the East or the Knicks, whichever way you want to put it. But for me, it's the Bulls. Yeah, I definitely like what the Heat did as well. Um, to me, the big thing with them—I mean, they're the type of team that you don't—that you really don't want to see in the first round of the playoffs. Like, say, um, you know, you're the four seed, um, and they're the five seed. 
see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's, you know, you don't want to be the, uh, the, like the two seed, they have an off year. They're the seven seed. You know, you, that's kind of the team you don't want to run into in the playoffs because they can make it interesting. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Uh, another winner, Jake. <sighs> another winner. To be honest with you, if you kind of go off of, I guess, the names. I mean, the Lakers, to me, I just don't think Westbrook is a winning player, to be completely honest with you. Um, I, I've never been a big fan of Russell Westbrook, so I, I don't know. Were you going to put the Lakers as a winner or a loser? I'm kind of in the middle on them. They've kind of just gotten Honestly. a bunch of names, to be honest with you. Like, I feel like I, they didn't get anyone like Carmelo Anthony. That's another guy that's kind of a losing player. Jake, I, um, I think my exact phrase that I used was the Lakers are trying to be good in the year 2013. Yeah. And like, they're definitely the oldest roster in the league right now. I just kind of wanted to hear what you had to say, because I don't consider them losers, but I don't consider them real big winners either. I, I think time will tell on them i think what they did was they just brought in a lot of lebron's buddies to just kind of make him happy i guess Uh, me personally i would have gone for buddy healed over westbrook yeah i think that was that was a move that made more sense lebron liked russell westbrook that's why yeah of course of course Um, to be honest with you, let me go back to one from the uh the nba draft kind of and they didn't do much in free agency but how about the charlotte hornets getting james booknight yeah, what was that eleventh overall? What a joke! That I was at the NBA draft, by the way. It was a good time. Yes, um, yes, I did dude, see. D- uh, dude, what a steal that was! I mean, my God. Yeah, you got to put. You have Lamelo and James Booknight there. I, I mean, I tell you, that's a backcourt that can shoot. Yeah, bro, they can Abs- shoot the lights out of the ball. Absolutely. So, but in terms of free agency, I guess nobody really got like. Did anyone get that much better in free agency? Like where you're like, wow, they're a championship contender now with this guy. No, right? No, no, no one. I think out of the teams that we knew were championship contenders, no one really dropped out and of it. Ka- Kawhi Leonard didn't sign yet, right? With the nope. Clippers? Nope. Okay, see, they're... that's a little interesting because like, what, what's the holdup? Well, Kawhi, Kawhi definitely took his time when deciding on the Clippers. I think it's definitely the Clippers because if you, because Miami just Miami proceeded and that's like one of the best, where else could he go? I think if Kawhi was going to leave Los Angeles, it was going to happen early on because what we saw is the teams that had the dollars that could have afford, that could have potentially had the opportunity to go out and get Kawhi would have done it early on. But instead those teams spent their dollars elsewhere namely the New York Knicks, namely the Miami Heat, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I don't think Kawhi would have gone to New York. I think Miami would have been an interesting option for him. But I always think with Kawhi, it, it was always L.A. L.A. was is the spot where he wants to be. L.A. has pr- pretty much molded this team around Kawhi Leonard. He is the guy there. I think that's where he was going to stay all along. I think now it's just a matter of you know Kawhi assessing his options, seeing what he wants to do. I don't think there's really any worry for Clippers fans, at least about Kawhi going back there, but going back to if teams got, if there was any tier movement of teams, I really don't think anybody got maybe the team. If you want maybe to pick the heat. one that got better, I would have said Miami and probably Chicago. made that jump in Chicago. Those were the, those are the two like the that Warriors I would say were, the Warriors, I better. guess were a winner. They got some decent rotational players. 
Yeah, but the most important addition that the Warriors Clay gonna, Thompson are going to make is Clay Thompson. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That That is the bi- single-hand biggest addition that the Warriors will have onto the court opening night in October. It's, it's going to be Clay it, it, Thompson. I think I think the Warriors might, go, might come out of the West this year, to be completely honest with you. I don't think that's an outlandish take at all. I think I think Nets Warriors would be a juicy finals too. Let me tell you, it would be. Oh, it absolutely would be. And as a Nets if, fan, that's what I hope. I mean, I'd much rather see the Warriors than I, I. I just don't think the Lakers are good. That's like my whole like the Clippers. They're the team that I think is is the big. I mean, I get it. The Nets lost last year the Bucks, but that wasn't. I mean, let's be honest. Kyrie Kyrie Harden are one hundred percent healthier. Are they losing to the Bucks in seven? No, probably not. Yeah, it would have been, but. If fully healthy nets, yes, that's that's definitely the biggest challenge is is the Clippers. But I don't know, man. I think the Warriors are going to come out with some vengeance next year. I do too. I do too. I, and I think that's a team. And is it? And before we go into more winners, I do have a, I do have a couple more. Is it outlandish to say that if the Lakers, I don't want to say not make the playoffs because they're going to make the playoffs. They have LeBron, yeah. they have AD, but if they don't make significant progress in the playoffs is it outlandish to say frank vogel might lose his job oh 100 he'll lose i mean jason kidd's already the jason kidd's the new coach of uh what was it dallas uh dallas right yep, yep. see that was kind of like the guy in waiting but i mean who's like a guy that like mike d'antoni doesn't have a job right now i could see that yeah but is is, LeBron, is gm lebron gonna really want to hire mike d'antoni uh maybe maybe if he if he wants a team to put up one fifteen a night and better not allow one sixteen, then yeah. Mike D'Antoni doesn't have a job. Like there's, I'm sure. I don't. I think he would lose his job. I think the Lakers, to be honest, here, are a second round exit team. I do too. I really I do, do too. I don't. I don't like see if, them. If the Lakers be, play the Warriors in the second round. You, I would pick the Warriors. I would pick the Warriors as well. I, here, here's another one. If the, if the Lakers went up against the Mavs, Dallas. Mavs no, 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 no. I, I think Lakers would beat Dallas. I think it'd be close. I think I think it would I think be Lakers close. Would beat them. I think it would be very very close. I think the size would probably go to the Lakers. So I would say I would say the Lakers. What about uh, what about the what about the Suns? Suns. I think so too. Lakers or Lakers or the Nuggets. Nuggets. I think the Nuggets as well. Lakers or Jazz. That's an interesting one. I think the Jazz match up really well with the Lakers in a seven-game series. do, but something's, like, off about the Jazz, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, one of, they're one of those teams that will always, you know, pop off, and then I think it, when it comes Mitchell's down to crunch a, time. a good candidate to go to the Knicks one day. He doesn't have a contract. Does he have a contract extension? or long? What, what's his contract look like with the uh, Jazz? Um, I can give you that information in two seconds. I mean, he's a local product. He, he wanted to get drafted by the Knicks. He did. And then the Knicks just – didn't completely fucked it up in uh in truly was, next fashion. Well, was that the Frank Nikina draft or the uh or the Kevin Knox draft? It, it was, was Frank, right? It was the Frank draft. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he's got because he couldn't he, run the triangle. Yeah, exactly. He so he has the max. He's locked up through oh, he's locked. He's locked up through he 2025, 2026. I could see him ask out. I don't think that I don't know if he's the kind of guy to do that though. He's he's, he's a lot like Lillard. Yeah, I think so. I think I think he's loyal to it to a point. I think the Jazz though are in a better position than Blazers are when it comes yeah, to by keeping the time, their star by the guy time there. Lillard asks out, it might be too late for him, man. What is he like thirty two already? Yeah, 
31, 32. Yeah. Like, what's he going to be, 34 by the time he acts out? Like, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then, but you have, you have also, I mean, I'm going to save it for when we get to the losers because I do have Damian Lillard as a loser. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it then. Do you have any more winners, Jake, before I give a, a few more? For me, and I'll hit no, on quick. no, not necessarily, because my definition of winning is a little bit different than, you know, some others. But um, those are my those are really my big, big winners of teams that got truly better. Like there are some teams that had some nice, you know, rotational players like the Nuggets yeah. getting Jeff Green was a great addition. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess I would consider them a winner. But outside of that and Jeff Green's a winner, too. I'm glad he got paid. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's about it. Um, I want to give. One more. I'll give two more winners. You mentioned it before. Bradley Beal. Uh, I think that what the Wizards did in terms of bringing in Dinwiddie, it makes more sense for the Wizards. Like it's, it's a team that just make it just clicks so much better. Where you have Bradley Beal as the main guy, then you have Dinwiddie as a very very solid complementary piece to what they want to do, and you have two guards that can shoot the lights out of the ball as well. Uh, so I Bradley Beal is a winner for me and another winner. I mean, how could we not mention Chris Paul? I mean, holy shit. I mean, holy God. Four years, 120 million. If he finishes out the contract, his career earnings are going to be four hundred and twenty million dollars. The, the, the Hornets of uh, the Hornets, excuse me. The Pelicans offered him uh, three years for 100, I believe, or something like that. I think that's right. And he considered it too. That would have been that would have been interesting to see Chris Paul go there with Brandon Zion. And Zion. Yeah, that that would have been exciting. I think Chris Paul would have made them like, you know, very good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Shout out to Chris Paul, good guy. Yeah, Ho- hope he wins a championship. Just not next year. I agree. I hope I hope he does win a championship. Maybe next year would be would be very nice. Uh, okay, losers, and I'm gonna give uh, a loser first. Before we, uh, before Jake gets to talk about the Nets, because I know exactly that's where it's going to go. Um, Dennis Schroeder, big loser. He went into this free agency thinking that he was going to get maybe four years, 120 million, three years, 100 million from someone. And he didn't get it. He didn't get it. Now, it could have, it was down to a couple things, I'm sure, where there were a lot more guards in the market. It was actually a pretty flooded guard market this time around. And it just feels like Dennis Schroeder got a little lost in it. I, th- I still think he'll get a nice deal when, when it's all said and done. But I think if Dennis Schroeder really is looking to build up his value, he should probably take a one-year deal. I thought the Knicks would have been a great spot for that. Take a one-year deal with, to go to the Knicks, see what you can do. And then if you really ball out in New York, then you get a massive payday next year, whether it had been from the Knicks or from somebody else. But the Knicks obviously went in a different direction with Kemba Walker. I, like I said, I think Schroeder will get a nice deal. I don't think he goes back to Los Angeles, but I think he gets a nice deal somewhere else. And maybe it is a one-year deal where then Schroeder can go back onto the market next year and potentially get that big-time payday that he uh, that he's looking for. Uh, can I ask you something real quick? Sure. Did you see any updates from the Yankee game? No. Yanks down three to two in the uh, bottom of the eighth. Or excuse me, bottom of the seventh. Joey Gallo had a go-ahead three-run home run. Abs- absolute tank, absolute tank down the right field line at Yankee Stadium. I saw the, the place looks like it was electric. Andiamo, Andiamo. We'll we'll talk about baseball. 
Uh, oh, um, I can't wait. Oh. I agree. I agree. I mean, Dennis Schroeder, I mean, you, you turned down $80 million from the Lakers and, and now, you know, and you show, and you didn't show up in the playoffs either. Yeah. It's not even that, like that. you earned that contract that you're looking for. I do think the Knicks would have been a good idea though, for a one-year deal for Dennis Schroeder to kind of get his value back up. But um, the Knicks got Kemba Walker, who I think is a little shot, but it should be fun. He looked Maybe. bad in that series against the Nets. Mike, he, I couldn't recognize him. He did. He looked really bad. He looked really he looked, bad. Yeah. The Knicks are, see, that's like another type. See, the old Knicks, though, would have taken back that contract that he was getting with the Thunder. You see what I'm saying? Like the new Knicks, they take him for a one-year deal. It's smart. Yeah. There's finally some brains and some thinking that's going on within the New York Knicks front office, finally. Yeah. But can we, can we get some losers now? Oh, we're in losers. Dennis Schroeder's a big I, loser. Jake, yeah. go ahead. Just go I, for it. I know I know you've been waiting for this. No, well, so, I can't go. consider the Nets as like massive colossal no, no, losers. No, 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 no. I they're mean, not, they still have they still have KD, Kyrie, and Harden. I mean they're not, they're not Dennis Schroeder losers, yeah. but they're semi losers. Yeah, you know, they it's not like they got worse. They just didn't get better. I love Cam Thomas. I think that's the guy who the Knicks should have drafted, by the way. I was at there at Barclays Center and I was telling all my buddies that I was sitting around, I'm like, dude. This guy Cam Thomas, I watch, we 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 liked LSU in the tournament last year. It was because of yep. Cam Thomas, the yep. leading scorer in the SEC. Listen, pl- does not play a lick of defense whatsoever. But let me tell you something, man. That man can put the ball in the bucket. Like yeah. that dude is a pure scorer, and I think that's what the Nets kind of needed off the bench last year. I think that's what we were missing with Dinwiddie was that other guy that can kind of create his own shot off the bench. You know, kind of be that spark plug. You know, where KD doesn't have to handle the ball all the time. Or, you know, if Kyrie's out, you know, we have some type of offense coming off of our bench from our point guard. I think he's going to play a lot as a rookie. Um, but here's what I didn't like. You know, Joseph Sai got a little cheap on us. On us. All right. I don't blame him for not getting Dinwiddie back because he Dinwiddie wanted out. He wanted to kind of be the man of the team. You see what I'm saying? Like he wanted to be the second option. He didn't want to be the fifth option on the Nets. Because that, that's really what it would have been. Um, so I don't blame him for that. But my man, in the sign and trade, you got to take back some salary. All right. If if what if, if they're offering you anything that resembles an NBA player, you, you do it. This is what championship contending teams do. They don't get cheap and they don't cut corners. And that's that's kind of what we did there. All right. Even if they even if they offered you Harrell and Kuzma, you take the deal. You take the deal because you get something. I mean, maybe not. Harold's interesting because he's kind of like a toxic player, but it kind of seemed like to me, he told Marks and KD, cause I think KD runs the nets too. Um, he said, Hey, listen, you guys get rid of Deandre Jordan. I'll, I'll allow this, you know, then we can make a trade. But apparently the big three said, Whoa, not so fast. We're not getting rid of Deandre Jordan. He can get $20 million just to be our buddies. And I, I think that's kind of bullshit, but at the same time, you know, you didn't get better, but but at the same time, though, like I was saying, you made the big three happy. You know, you didn't want to piss them off because what if they get pissed off and leave after next year? You, you don't want that. And they're due for extensions and they're expected to sign extensions. So, you know, we could have gotten better. It's not over yet. I do like James Johnson. He's a nice little, you know, enforcer type player that I think we needed. We kind of needed like a P.J. Tucker who the, who the Bucks had last year. I think he paid dividends for them. So we got that. And there's still time. I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge, he, he's, he's planning a return. I mean, you know, I, I hope his heart's okay. And, you know, I'm not going to fault the guy for not playing. But, bro, you know, you couldn't go see the doctor uh, before the playoffs. <laughs> we could have used you out there. Um, so, yeah. yeah, that's my soliloquy. I think Aldridge will come back, though, to the Nets as a, as a hot take. I will, say, Jeff Green. I, I will say this, though, and this is, this is the um, – I don't want to say anti-net 
but the outsider point of view is I think the cries of net fans kind of fall on deaf ears a little bit when you have Kyrie, Katie and Harden and Harden. Yeah. That's yeah, what I'm saying. I, it wasn't like I was like telling them like, oh, you know, fuck you. You know, it wasn't like I was saying that. It's like we could have gotten a little bit better here and, and we didn't, you know. But yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. But I th- I also think going back to the Cam Thomas point, I, I just think that Cam Thomas, you know, the way that the Knicks are at the very least built and they are built to be a defensive team, guys that are going to play defense and they're going to bust you, their asses doing it you signed Evan simple. Fournier yeah well that's, you don't fit that mold that's another conversation in, in and of itself that was one that I really just don't quite <laughs> understand but I think in terms in terms of the whole of what the draft was with Quentin Grimes I'm I'll be honest with you I'm not a big Quentin Grimes guy I, I thought he was good at Houston, like okay, but I I just kind of think that didn't didn't we learn our lesson from going the non-major conference route with Obi Toppin? Did did we did we not learn our lesson? <laughs> well, Cam Thomas is from the SEC. There is, I really think. Would you be surprised that all oh, if Cam Thomas is like is like a really good player and the Knicks had like the opportunity to draft him a bunch of times? No, no, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. But at the same time, I think Quentin Grimes also, he kind of has that, okay, maybe he's a Nick for a year or two, but then he's like the kind of guy that you package in a trade for a star. That yeah. That's what this also kind of says to me as well. Same thing with I'm Obi spending Toppin. that kind of money. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I guess this is where I go on, on my, my Nick's rampage now. Uh, the Knicks, I, I kind of view the Knicks as like the Nets. I don't think they're huge losers, but there are a lot of things that they did that just kind of, yeah. I, I, I scratched my I wish they could have done it better. Yes. I would have loved Jeff Green back. There, there were certain things that they did that I was kind of like, really? The Derrick Rose contract? Really? Yeah, I do like the Patty Mills contract, though. I think that's a nice little addition. I think yeah, that's I think better Patty, than Patty Mills for the Nets is, is is very very good championship pedigree. Yeah, um, you know we traded Chabot, who was completely horrible last year. Terrible. Um, yeah. and the Nets could still still trade uh, Claxton and Joe Harris for for I, I think Clint, Clint Capella makes a ton of sense. Um, from the Atlanta Hawks, a lot of yeah. fami- familiarity with James Harden, and there's rumors that they do want to trade Cam Reddish and. Um, Clint Capella because they have to pay Kevin Herter his extension mm-hmm. um, coming up. So the Hawks are looking to shed some salary after giving Trey Young $200 million. I think that's a great spot. Um, a great shout there for, for Clint Capella. Miles Turner makes sense. So the Nets could still make a trade. It's like, but bro, we're paying DeAndre Jordan $20 million, literally not the play. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, you know, but I get it. I get it though. Would I would I rather have pissed off KD, Kyrie, and Harden and trade away DeAndre Jordan? No. Like you know, we got to keep him happy at all costs. That's just the un- unfortunate part of the whole thing. But there's Nature still time. Of the beast. I told you, I Lamar Lamarcus Aldridge will be a net again. I'm I'm fairly confident of that. It's the nature of the beast. And, and low key, they did keep Blake decisions. Griffin, and I think Blake Griffin was phenomenal last year for what they needed. Yeah, yeah I agree with you. But for the veterans minimum, I think it's worth it. I think it's absolutely worth it. But with the Knicks, 
The Rose contract, okay. You know, it's a Tom Thibodeau guy. Plays hard. Is a bucket still. Fine. You know, is what it is. At the, at the very worst, he's a guy who's going to be a very good sixth man for us and is going to be good for teaching the guys like Grimes in quickly. Okay, fine. Nerlens Noel, it's, I think it's the best contract that they gave out because I think the $10 million bucks a year that he's going to earn is probably the going rate for those elite rim protectors. And that's what been great on the Noel Nets. is. He would, have been great on, he would have been great for the Nets. Yeah, I, I, I think so as well. But I think bringing him back, bringing him back. There were some people who, who kind of raised I think, an eyebrow at that. And I just kind of said, I think that was what fine. What are we going to do? I personally think they should have brought Bullock back. I thought he played great for them in the playoffs last year. Yeah, I did too. Uh, I, I did think too. he was great for them in the playoffs. I mean, he didn't have the yep. best regular season. But like, you know, in the playoffs, man was hitting some clutch baskets. You know, he was. they didn't lose because of him. He was keeping a minute, fella. It was really yeah. him and Derrick Rose in the playoffs. I mean, yep. Barrett 100%. and... I mean, Barrett and uh, and Randall just didn't show up. They disappeared. They they completely disappeared. Uh, go right. The Fournier contract. Um, I was really hoping they weren't going to do it. Quite honestly. Yeah. And I mean, uh, I, and this is this is the one where I kind of I I've asked a couple of people this that I've gotten different levels of answers. The way it was reported as a four-year, $79 million agreement, but really it's a three-year with the option for the four. So really it's more of like three for 60, somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. Was Fournier, for let's just say it's Fournier versus DeRozan, who the Knicks were in on from what I what I'm told. Were the Knicks would it be have been better for the Knicks to give Fournier that three for sixty and change, or DeRozan for that three for eighty two or eighty three, whatever he got from Chicago? That's a really interesting question, I think. Because what? Because I look at I look at it from a few different angles. I think DeRozan is the better all around player. But I don't know if DeRozan is exactly what the Knicks needed. No. Whereas Fournier, I think he fits exactly what the Knicks needed, which is an elite perimeter shooter. But he doesn't play defense. So you're kind of going to have a guy out there. that I think the Knicks needed a playmaking guard more than anything else. Absolutely. But but honestly, at the at the end of the day, there wasn't really one out there. There really wasn't one out there. No, if the, if they weren't going in and bringing in Dinwiddie, there was not another guy out there. And I, I honestly, I was told that there was nothing. No, Dinwiddie didn't want Dinwiddie. to go there. Yeah, I, I heard that there was absolutely nothing there. So you take Dinwiddie out of the out of the equation. Lowry was basically dead set on going to Miami. So after that, it's just kind of like you know. Yeah, Lonzo's not really that guy. No, no, I didn't. I, like I said, I would rather the hope that it's going to be Lillard in a year or two then settle now on Lonzo personally. But I think what Kemba brings to the table is fine for now. I think he's definitely 100 million percent an upgrade on Alfred Payton. Thank you, God. I will never have to see that again. Hopefully. He plays, dude. Yeah, but that that's the part of it. Now, 
I haven't seen what the term is. That's been like the lowest key thing in the world. I just heard eight like million. Eight million. Yeah. Eight million. But how many for years? What? For what? It exactly. better be one year. If it's a one, I'm good with it. If it's like a three year deal, you're like, eh. If it's three for twenty four, which which is exactly what I was saying to some people earlier on a on a podcast today, because we we were just going back and forth. And I had said, would anybody be surprised if it's a three-year, $24 million deal for Kemba Walker? Because three seems to be the magic fucking number. Like, Kentucky is the magical fucking school for the Knicks. You it's know, the Malik, same Malik, thing. Malik Monk would have just that, – oh, that was the guy. That was that was the, the, the chosen one. That yeah. was the fucking chosen one. I'm surprised but, they didn't draft that guard from Kentucky. Uh, I forgot who it was. They, there was two guys from Kentucky. There were two of them. The yes. Round. I, yes. I, I and I was telling my buddies at the head. draft, I'm like, I wish there was a bet on Vegas right now for who the Knicks will draft. Cause I would probably bet. And I would have lost, but I, I would have felt fine losing. It would have been an educated one, but you then you don't, you know, the new one isn't really Kentucky. It's like non big conference guy or foreign guy. Yep. You know? Yeah. Overseas no. or just off the grid conference. Non, I, you know, you see what I'm saying? I wanted my, my pick for the Knicks was was Jared Butler from Baylor. That was the sense. guy. I thought Cam Thomas was their guy. I really did. Cam Thomas would have been nice, but I. But again, I, I understand. The, you know, I understand go. why. I understand why because the lack of defense. I get it. But then they went out and signed Evan Fournier. So whatever. But overall, with the Knicks, uh, and how could uh, I was about to wrap up? How the fuck did I not talk about this Julius Randall contract? Oh my god! You don't like it, or you do like it? I don't know. I I would have given him another year. I, I before giving Me him too. any money. Me too. There was no I, reason I to extend think, him now. I think that's right. I think it's, I would have like given him another some, year. It's not like they got some massive discount. Like you know, they're, no. they're, what what is it averaging? Like thirty million a year, right? Thirty million a year, just under four for one nineteen. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of money. It's not it's like they got him for fifteen million a year. Like, okay, you know, I, I see what you're saying now, but like, it's a lot of money, and you know, quite honestly, I look at Julius Randle. Do I think that Julius Randle is a guy you build a team around? No. Do I think Julius Randle is a number two guy you build a championship contending team around? No, I don't. No. I think he's quite a third honestly. option. I, I agree with you. I think he is a third option at best. And I think even third option could possibly be a stretch because it's not like you, it's not because like you lost the Hawks because of him, to be honest with you. It's not I like don't he showed think up. That's and, outlandish. Uh, you know, it's not like he showed up dropping four. It's not like, you know, he showed up dropping 40 a night or, th- or even 25. I mean, what did he average? Like 15? 15. Yeah. Yeah. Like, bro. That's awful. That's terrible. They're, like, it, like Ben Simmons, like, dude, he didn't really get that much scrutiny either. I felt like from like the national media because they were kind of like that feel good story. But like, you know, if he was on another team, like he'd be getting, you know, called crucified. out. And, yeah, he'd be getting crucified. Crucified. So, yeah, thirty million dollars is a lot of money, man. I, I really do. It's a lot staying, of money. Staying on the subject of losers, though, you know, you know, who's a big time loser that no Tell one's me. really talking about. Tell Zion, me. man. I mean the Pelicans, dude. You're, yeah. you're what, the, that now. That's a guy the Knicks need to start fantasizing about. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think so. If he stays healthy, I. Yeah, I mean, you might have to tell RJ like you can't play with Zion because you know how are you going to swing Zion? 
I mean, also, even if the Knicks get even if the Knicks get Zion, I mean, you're gonna have Zion, RJ, and Julius Randle. Like, is that really like a championship caliber team? No. No, I don't, I don't think know. so. Yeah, RJ might have to Zion would have to tell RJ like, buddy, like you know, there's no there's no room for you. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, RJ is not a max player right now. He just isn't. In, in in this day and age in the NBA, he 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 might be not a max player, but like he might get he's going to get more money than Lonzo Ball probably, right? With the pay scale, probably. But I mean, would I give it to him? Fuck no. Like four years, a hundred million dollars. I think that's probably like his. That's probably the number. And that's like that's not like chump change, man. Like no, that's, eh. no. That that's probably the number though. And do I give it to him? Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. If that's me. Uh another loser, uh Damian Lillard. Yeah. Yeah. Big loser. I mean the Celtics too. The Celtics are another one. You you could talk about the Celtics in a second, but Damian Lillard being I mean, plain and simple. I mean, he's just been so loyal to the to the Blazers. Um obviously Chauncey Billups was not his preferred hire. Obviously, you know, there was loyalty there, I think, to a point with Terry Stotts. And now you have Chauncey Billups is there who really, you know, Chauncey Billups, I think, I think will be respected. I think that he's someone that has um, a good reputation around the league, despite the past sexual assault charge that was against him. But I just think it just look what the Blazers have done. You paid Norman Powell big money, who... You know, really, I'm not super convinced. With I heard they're, I heard they're in on Draymond, a possible trade. That would be interesting. That would definitely be interesting. And then the other two guys they added were Tony Snell and Cody Zeller. Yeah, that's it. You know, what would be a great trade in the NBA, but it won't happen. I hope it doesn't happen. To be honest with you, CJ McCollum for Ben Simmons. I think Simmons and Dame Lillard would be great together. I don't think that's a bad mix at all. I think that's a I great actually like that a lot. I think that that really makes a lot of sense. I mean, I hope it doesn't happen. I don't need to see, you know, CJ McCollum. I don't need the Sixers getting better, but I I really think, man, that that is that's a good good trade right there. Yeah, like a, like a really really too. good one. I do too. I think that's a good shout. Uh, before we move on to uh, to baseball, Jake, you want to talk about Celtics? Yeah, I mean, listen, they they signed a lot of former players. I mean, that that's really what it looked like. And once again, they they strike out in free agency. Um, they went after Dinwiddie. They didn't get him. Lonzo didn't come. You know, they just struck out. I mean, Enos Cantor was their big, uh, big signing. Was there anyone else that they signed that I missed outside of Enos Cantor? No, it was just Cantor. I think that's it. Yeah, like you know, you're you just literally didn't get any better. Like you, I just feel like the Celtics have just been stuck in the same phase in neutral for years in neutral. Like, bro, like pick a direction. I'm surprised yeah. Jason Tatum's not like irate with the franchise at this point. I would be. Personally, he's I would great. be. He he is a great player. Oh, I would. Like I, I would was, say, like if you if you were ranking like Zion, Ja, like all those guys, man, I'm not gonna lie to you. I I think Tatum's I might take Jason one. Tatum. I would. I don't know if I would take him over Luca, but um, no, I wouldn't. But maybe he's not number Zion two? either. Maybe, I would take him Zion's over Zion. Close. Zion. I take close. over Zion. Like I, I would take he... him over like Trey Young. I would take him over yes. Ja. I would take mm-hmm. him over um. I'm Ben Simmons. That's not. It's not part of the that's conversation not close. now. That, yeah, that's um, not close. Like who's like another guy in that? I guess like around those guys. Mm, that's why it's Brandon Ingram. Having, like 
yeah, I guess. Like, that's where R.J. Barrett comes in. It's like his bro. Like, dude, like, he was drafted with all those guys, and he's not even close to those guys. Like, and you're going to start paying him money? Like, a lot of Nick fans will come at me for it, but you're 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 more rational than the normal Nick fans. I, I just have common sense. I, I yeah. just I, – I watch the games. Yeah. I ignore the box score. I, I just look I, – I it really – it's the way I do everything is the eye test. Yeah, and, honest, and, and you honestly, just don't see it. Like No, I don't see it. I never really have. Yeah. I knew I knew the second we did not get one or two in that draft where it was not Zion or Ja, I said we are completely fucked. And you and you said it after they didn't draft Tyrese Halliburton, too. I did. I, I slammed the fucking desk for Halliburton. Yeah. I slammed the goddamn desk. Like, please, please. <laughs> and they go and they draft a guy because he's a Knicks fan. Honestly, honestly, sorry. I, I, yeah. He might be a nice guy. He might be a really good guy. He probably is, but drafted him because he was a New York kid. Yeah. I, I, honestly, you yeah. just kind of you have to lie in the bed that you kind of made if you're the Knicks but, with that. Yeah, but Tatum, big time loser, man. I mean, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. And Kristaps Porzingis stayed in, was stayed with Dallas, Loki. I thought he was going to get traded. What, let too. me ask you something. Yeah, sure. Someone said something really ridiculous. Do you, like, listen, I get it. He had a good year. Who do you think is a better player, Kristaps Porzingis or Julius Randle? Oh, Kristaps Porzingis. It's Kristaps Porzingis. Uh, yeah. You know. Chris, if you could guarantee to me that Kristaps is playing the same amount of games as Randle, Porzingis. Hey, we we watched that guy play at Madison yeah. Square Garden. The dude is a fucking unicorn. I think he just needs to get out of doubt. I think if he came to an, I think if he went to another team, he he would be pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. I think. See now that's that's the million dollar question. Is I think is, Washington would have been great for Chris Epps Porzingis. I was a. I, that's literally the direction that I was going in. Is I think he's better as a number two star. I don't think he's a star you build a team around. No, I agree. But I think he's also great in a small market. Here's another it, team for you. San Antonio. Yep. yep. San Antonio would be, or, oh my God, with or here, here, Yep. Oh. Here's, an, oh, yeah. Here's yeah, another good one break. for you. Here's another good one. How about Portland with Dame Lillard? It's a great one. You give, yeah, you give I think, Dame I that think people's third star. Pers- yeah, people's perspectives of Porzingis is a little off to me. Well, because because of look where look where we are, and you know, I'm a Knicks fan. I love my Knicks. I you was did pissed. like Chris Porzingis. I was pissed off at KP after he did what he did. But you know what? The guy kind of had a point. Quite honestly, he just the wanted guy, to have a sit down, and they didn't give it to him. Right. The guy kind of had a point. Yeah. And he left. He did his thing. We got a great haul for him. So fair play there, I guess. But I refuse to go at the guy because he's a he's a he's a good player. He's a he's probably a very good player on his day. Yeah, he he has some injury issues for sure. That okay, but he's a very very good player. And you know, quite honestly, he's in a bad spot in Dallas. Nick's got a great return for him. Okay, awesome. To say that, yeah, obviously Julius Randle is the apple of all of our eyes. If you if you're if you're a Knicks fan, sure. But KP, I mean, 
the guy is just naturally fucking talented. I mean, you, you, you can't just discount that because he broke your heart. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. There's just some there's some things around the Knicks community that you're just not going to preach to to them. But hey, you know what? It is what it is, unfortunately. Um, all right. Trade deadline time. Uh, we're to the same thing. Winners, losers. Uh, I'm going to just jump right into it. I'm yeah, gonna I a, know. I'm going to give a win. I'm going to give a winner here. I'm going to go with the not obvious one first before we talk about the obvious one. Well, I guess maybe the obvious one before we talk about the obvious one. The Dodgers. The, <laughs> the rich, the rich just get fucking richer, don't they? And, I mean, and somehow the San Francisco Giants are like, I don't understand baseball. Like, how the fuck are they in first place with the Dodgers and the Padres? I have no idea. I have no fucking idea, but the Dodgers are just not playing around. Plain and no. simple. They're, they are not playing around. I, I mean, know Josiah Gray's brother really well. Went to college with him for a year. Really? Yeah. It's a good kid. Nice kid. Interesting. Wow. But I mean, look what the fucking Dodgers did, dude. I who, who is stopping this? I guess the Giants. The Giants are a big winner too with getting Chris Bryant. By the way, while we're on the subject, Absolutely. Um, I literally that was one of the other ones that I touched on. But but yeah, no. Um, you know, Trevor Bauer is he ever going to pitch again? Like I don't want to get into all that, but yeah, that's. Um, that's definitely a massive question mark. I don't think he pitches for the Dodgers ever again. I don't think he does either. But um, regardless, I mean, you have Scherzer, you have Kershaw, you have Bueller. I mean, there, there's no better one, two, three than, than that. No, and you're also forgetting Arias, who's having a Arias is having a great very year, very good year, and. And then you have, I mean, maybe their bullpen could have gotten a little bit better during the trade deadline. I maybe. I guess if you really want to be nitpicky, maybe. but yeah, I mean, Bellinger would be nice if he started hitting again. I'm never drafting that fucking guy again in fantasy. I agree. Absolutely screwed me this year. Join the club. Um. So yeah, hey, but- Be- Bellinger is not an everyday player right now for the Dodgers. No, no, he's not. But I would even say, I would even say this, and this is like an under the radar sort of thing. As a fifth starter. When they bring in Cole Hamels, if he can get you four or five innings, oh yeah, just to eat, and he can give you a mid three, maybe he gives you a low four ERA, and you turn it over to the bullpen. I think that's okay because yeah. you honest, you honestly have four guys ahead of Hamels. If that's going to be your plan, going the five man rotation, or you do uh, Tony Gonsolin, or if you're going to do Hamels, whichever way you want to go, you know you have guys ahead of them, whomever the fifth guy is, that can go seven eight innings, yeah, every night. I so. can't see the Dodgers not winning the World Series at this point. Um, I mean, before the Tatis injury, I was I was gonna say San Diego still would have been my pick, but over the Dodgers, with, even with after no, this trade, they still would have been your pick. Trade, not after the yeah. trade. Oh no, 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 no. Oh no, oh no. With with the trade, I mean, that's just a fucking game changer. Yeah. But Tatis, that injury, I, I, that injury kills the Padres. Yeah, it, it, it kills them. Got got punch. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. Jake. Imagine, imagine if the Dodgers play a fucking wild card game oh and lose, God. and lose. God, they, they, there would be heads rolling. Yeah, Jake, a winner for you, sir. Chicago White Sox, man, Craig Kimbrell, great addition. Yeah. Great addition. I would have loved him for the Yankees. If we, I mean, we'll talk about you know the Yankees soon. If we yeah. could have got Rizzo and Kimbrel, we could have give some, given up a little bit of a better prospect. 
I would have been ecstatic. That would have been the biggest dub of dubs right there. I agree. Um, yeah, man. I mean, Kimbrell, Liam Hendricks, that's a pretty fucking good bullpen right there. Like, Liam Hendricks has probably been the best closer in baseball this year. And what are the outside, White Sox do? Of Craig, oh, no, outside of Kendall outside, Graveman. Outside of Kimbrell, outside, right. Or, no, Kendall Graveman might have been the best closer in baseball Kendall this year. And then, could, and then the Mariners the are in playoff contention and traded him for nothing due to a division rival. Right, which makes absolutely no fucking sense. And they were trying to get Whit Merrifield. I, I just don't understand what they were doing. But and Trey and Trey Turner, they wanted to get him separately. But and I and I digress. I digress here. But um, yeah, no, White Sox are really good, man. Luis Roberts coming back soon too. So um, they're they're definitely a force in the American League, and they've had the best they've had the best pitching all year in the American League. So yeah, and they've and only they, gotten better. If they go closer by committee, that's just ridiculous me me personally i think the closer for them they go every day guy who's going to be pitching that ninth inning for me it's kimbrell it's got to be craig kimbrell he's never pitched another be. inning outside yep. of the ninth and hendrick has been kind of yeah i agree uh another winner for me i'm going with the atlanta braves and they've just had massive issues in the outfield obviously yeah. the legal issues with marcelo zuna the injury to ronald Acuna jr and what do they do they go out and they basically build an outfield Yeah, but bad fielding. Bad fielding, yes, but guys that can all hit. Oh, they can all hit. Jorge Soler has found his form over the course of the last month. Was with the Royals, obviously, two years ago, was the home run leader, I believe, in baseball. If not, was very close to that with 40-some-odd home runs. Uh, Eddie Rosario, very good on his day as well. And then Adam Duvall, uh, another very good uh, outfielder as well, can definitely have some pop as well. So, you put three of those guys in that lineup with uh, with Freddie Freeman, with Ozzy Albies. You know, you, you you have something there where they're in a division, even though the Braves may not be very good. And yeah, they've oh, dealt with open. injuries all year. Mike Soroka has been a, a, that not having Mike Soroka has been a huge blow to them. That is still a very winnable division because I'll be the bad guy here. I don't think the New York Mets are all that good. Even with Javi Bias, I don't think they are that good. I no, think that division is very winnable. Yeah, it's very winnable, and I think the Phillies are going to end up winning the division. I agree. Completely. Phillies are scorching hot right now. Yeah, and uh, you know, shout out to them. They got Kyle Gibson, and they got um, uh, what's his name, the other reliever, uh, Ian Kennedy. Yeah, Ian Kennedy, um, our so, former friend, former friend who we couldn't fucking trade for Johan Santana. Right, we kept him, Phil Hughes, and job. I mean, listen, the Yankees won a World Series, and I think Phil Hughes is a big part of that, but. Um, whatever. <laughs> um, anyway, um, yeah, no, I think the Phillies take home that division. I do think the Mets, I guess, are a winner in the trade deadline, but I'm sorry without Jacob deGrom. And yeah. no, and no return for Syndergaard in sight either. That's another one that not many people are talking about is yep. that on the Syndergaard he's, front, it is all quiet. He's just, uh, I would never, I really hope the Yankees don't ever entertain bringing that guy is just an absolute head case, man. Oh, you know what, Jake, Jake, I literally was going to say it. He, he's a guy the Yankees bring in on a one year proof of deal. Like he just fits yeah. the mold so fucking well for what Brian I, I don't, Cash I don't, wants to do. I, I don't think he's a Yankee, though. No, neither do I. Like he's not, he doesn't have that mindset of a Yankee. Like he's not no. a Yankee type of guy. No, um, but the Mets are, very... I mean, listen, Javier Baez is a good player, man. I'm not going to front on them for that, but I do, I think he might be one of the most overrated players in baseball. I think his hype, like what you see, what you saw Fernando Tatis doing with the top, with the, uh, the Padres is kind of what Javier Baez was supposed to be doing with the Cubs, if that makes sense. And he never really like the production never really met the hype. 
after that World Series, if you know what I'm saying. Like, he's been a very good player. Don't get me wrong, but he's not been that like you know transcendent MVP caliber type of player that they all expected him to be. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'll give another another winner uh, very quickly. I'm I'm avoiding the obvious one that we know we're going to talk about and spend 15 minutes talking about uh, the Oakland Athletics. I think they they are another team that got better. Uh, Starling Marte, great acquisition for them. Exactly what they, they needed. I think they gave up too much, though, for him. I think they gave up a little bit too much, but you know what? I think Starling Marte is exactly what they needed. They rank in the bottom half in hitting in most categories, so they needed someone with pop. They can put in the middle of that lineup, and that's what Starling Marte brings to the table. Jan Gomes as well. You can have a solid, reliable guy behind the plate. And Josh Harrison, who's had a really, really good year, had a yep. great first half of the year in Washington. I think he can come on and be pretty solid for Oakland in, in that lineup. And I mean, let's face it. Yeah. Was the, was the prospect that the prospects that they gave up for Marte. It well, Jesus Lazardo was that a lot. Yeah, it kind of a was, lot. but I think in terms of, you know, keeping the farm system together, which is what Billy Bean wants to do. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I think I think it's okay because you always the, the athletics just they're they're that team that they always want to be flush with prospects. They always want to have guys coming up, and they want to keep the youth going there. And I, that's exactly what Oakland managed to do with this deadline and not giving up very. F- they ha- didn't give up really much of their top prospects and really making worthwhile investments on the, on the guys that they did manage to get. So uh, I think overall, very good deadline for the athletics. Yeah. I think Lazardo was, was not really having the best of years in the minor leagues. Um, Cause he got hurt playing the video game in the, in spring training. And then yeah, I wasn't really pitching well this year. Um, maybe a change of scenery is good. He's from Florida, which helps. Um, I think Miami was a winner of the deadline. I think that's a great return for a guy. that's a free agent at the end of the year. Um, you yeah. know, the Marlins have some arms, man. I mean, we just saw, we just saw him play the Yankees, the Yankees, that Alcantara, that, 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 that guy's no joke, man. Alcantara is no joke. I think Taylor Rogers is no joke as Pablo well. Lopez. Yeah. And you have Pablo Lopez as well. So, um, yeah, I guess, I, I guess, I guess you're right there. The Marlins are winners though, man. That, that was a great trade for them um, from the I selling agree. perspective. I agree. Um, I, I, I think, think the Astros a, are big winners too, by the way. Yeah. Uh, before we go into the Astros, I just want to say, I think it's a classic example with the uh, Marte trade of the A's getting what they want, the Marlins getting what they want. I think it's a win-win trade for both sides, but yeah. the uh, the Astros, go ahead. Yeah, no, big winners, man. You get Graveman and uh, Rafael Montero. Montero is not the best reliever, but they needed bullpen help. Um, Hot you know, and cold, Montero. It's hot and cold. Um, I can see Graveman being the guy, the fucking Yankees just go up there. And so he kind of reminds me of, you know, what Pete remember last year when the Rays had that guy, Pete Fairbanks in yeah. the playoffs against the Yankees, the Yankees just never could ever seem to put the bat on the, uh, the, the bat on the ball against mm-hmm. him. He just looked like freaking the second coming of a uh, loose gossage yeah. out there. Oh yes, I do. So that, that's kind of what that reminds me of um, a little bit. So, you know, I think that they needed bullpen help. I think the Astros could have used a little bit more hitting, to be honest with you. They could have used another bat, but um, yeah, man, they're going to be back in the playoffs. Imagine they play. Imagine the Yankees are fortunate enough to get there and see them again. Oh boy. All right. So you want to talk about the Yankees? I mean, yeah, Brian Cashman, man. Finally, it took Brian Cashman 
this long and for the season to be going this shitty for him to actually get off his hands and do something and get some left-handed hitting. And Anthony Rizzo, I tell you what, man, they better extend him. They they better give him a contract extension. Oh my god. If they if they don't if they don't give him an extension, I think people are gonna freaking riot, quite honestly. Um speaking of the Yankees, they won five to three. Um, Let's go. Zach Britton, of course, did his theatrics in the eighth inning, first and third, one out, ending inning double play. He just has to make it interesting all the time. Chap, you know, it, it it's never easy. It it's never over until it's over. No, no, it, it's it's never fucking easy. But, but yeah, man, no, extend Rizzo, Joey Gallo, another team you're in control. You didn't give up any marquee prospects. I think another pitcher would have been good, but with the return, Jose, Bar- we didn't talk about the Blue Jays getting Jose Bar- uh, Barrios. I think that was obviously a good trade for their rotation. But for the return that it costs, uh, I think I would have been good. I think Barrios is a good pitcher, but I don't think he's, you know, necessarily what Max Scherzer was to the Dodgers or what Scherzer would have been to the Yankees. He just didn't want to go to the Yankees. Um, Andrew Heaney sucks. He's just kind of like a J-Hap, just like an it, it lefty innings eater yep, type of guy. Nothing too crazy there. But I think another Bull reliever. arm in the playoffs. Yes, but honestly, the guy that they got from Pittsburgh, Clay Holmes, looks pretty good. He's looked good his first couple outings. He does. And, and the Yankees need to stop hiding these, uh, you know, flamethrowers in AAA <laughs> with, with uh, Long Island prospect Stephen Riddings. And uh, Lucas Heal is going to start. Uh, Luis Heal is going to start again over the weekend. So let's get those kids up here. All right. And like, I don't need to see. Uh, well, Sessa was good this year. I kind of I kind of was mad to see Sessa go, to be honest with you. Um, wow, this guy I, did a I, flip. I know. I, I, I did flip the script. I mean, Tyler Wade could still get the fuck out of here. I mean, I don't need to Preach. see him anymore. Preach. But like, you know, yeah. Can we see more of these guys and not Nick Nelson or Peralta? Please. please? Yeah, please. So, yeah, Yankees had a great deadline, man. I think the Yankees will make the playoffs now. I'm pretty confident in saying that. I think the division's not out of the question either for the Yankees. I don't think it's out of the question either. I think what they did was exactly what we've all been crying out for. Get lefties. lefty power bats in the middle of that lineup. And they're Joey paying Gallo, off. Joey Gallo, very boomer bust, but you kind of know it's going to come with the territory. with slumping not after Rizzo. the all-star break with the Rangers. Rizzo, honestly, honestly, Jake, when you, you were the one who told me about Rizzo, and yeah. I thought you were fucking joking. Quite honestly, that came from absolutely came from nowhere. Nowhere. Perfect, exactly what they need. A guy that gets on base, they can hit for power, plays great defense at first base. Platinum glove winner at first. Yeah. Luke Voigt. <laughs> Goodbye. 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 I'm done. I'm done. And, and Luke why Voigt. the fuck Goodbye. did they send down Greg Allen? That, I, was, that was ridiculous. Don't know. Brick Gardner's still here somehow. I think Frazier's nearing a return, too. I mean, we'll see what, the, see what he's still got. If um, anything. Yeah, whatever he's got, whatever's left of Clint Frazier these days. No, man, Yankees are making the playoffs. I'm confident. Uh, I'm I'm pretty and the, and who would have thought the starting pitching would be like the forefront of keeping this team afloat with the Not likes me. of Jamison Tyone, give cash credit there. And how about fucking Nestor Cortez? Yeah. Yeah. He Nestor Cortez has come I tell out you, of nowhere. I tell you what. Cortez has been a real pleasant surprise. And and, and it look, if the season ends today and you know we're in a playoff series or whatever it may be, Cortez is starting. No, Garrett Cole. Oh, well, without Garrett Cole out there, Garrett Cole is starting. Well, I it, it, a wild card game, yes, is Garrett Cole. But in a series where in a we're series, needing all they're star- arms, they're starting Nestor Cortez. 
They're starting Nestor Cortez. Yes. The first, it'll be, it would be, I mean, we'll see what Sev. I would have loved Sevy going to the bullpen, but um, I, that's not going to happen. I don't, yeah, think, I don't Corey, think it's the plan. I'd be shocked if Corey Kluber pitches again this year. Shocked. I would too. I, I would be very, very, very surprised if he, uh, if he pitches again man, this year. It, but man, remember that, remember that podcast we were doing when he threw that no hitter? Oh, that was a time. Paused. The only time I've ever paused a podcast to actually just go watch something on television. Yeah. But no, the, uh, anyway, so the first, I guess their three starters would be one Cole, two Tyone, and then three would probably be Nestor Cortez. Depends how Seve looks, but it, it would, it would pro- or no, Monty's pitched really well too. Jordan Montgomery would probably be yeah. the third starter. The problem Dude. with the problem with Monty this year is just he just has gotten zero run support in his no. starts. Dude, imagine if we had Nestor Cortez pitching like this last year against the Rays. We, we probably would have won the series. Probably. Because we wouldn't have to start Debbie, right. Debbie Garcia. What the fuck happened to him? He's got like a six ERA in AAA. Yeah, he's, he's being bombed in AAA ball. He's being absolutely bombed. Yeah. Would have been but, nice to trade him in the offseason when he still had value. Just I like agree. Miguel Andujar, just like Fra- all those guys, man. Just like Clint Frazier. I think Cashman learned his lesson. I think so. I would hope so. But yeah, man, Yankees, good time to be. They're actually fun to watch too, which is like the nice part about the whole thing. Like, yes, they're they're they fun are. to watch, and that's that's the good thing. I agree. I agree. They are finally fun to watch. Um, all right, so we're getting into the surprise. Let's hear it. So, as we all know. Fantasy drafts are coming. And if you are a fan of the Basement Talk podcast fantasy show, you know that Adam and I like to do a lot of drafts, like do a lot of mock drafts. We'll be doing two live drafts very, very soon. We'll be actually streaming those on the good old YouTube. So definitely check those out when more information about those comes about. So what I've decided to do for this episode of the Basement Talk podcast is we're going to do an all-time fantasy draft. Mm. Here's how it's going to work. I've constructed a little roster. So I think the way we're going to do it is we're going to keep it pretty standard. So we're going to do one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, a tight end, and a flex. No defense, no kicker. All time. Yep. Okay. All time. Now, obviously, you can go and pick whomever you want. Doesn't have to be by, you don't have to pick a quarterback first, then work your way down. You can go any whichever position that you want. That's what's so fun about this. So, I have this bad boy. We're going to spin it. Butt end on you, you get pick. Butt end on me, I get it. We spin, it's on you, Jake. You get the first overall pick, and we are doing a snake. I'm doing a snake. Yeah. First overall pick for me would be the 2000, I think it was six or seven, Ladanian Tomlinson of the Chargers. Mm, mm, that's a good shout. Going with the running back first. Good, good, good shout. Um, all right, so I got two here. I'm going to go with – I'm just going to go two running backs here. I'm going to go with Emmett Smith, and I'm going to go for sweetness, Walter Payton. 
see yeah that's like that's like really all time i wasn't really thinking that far back oh, we're going we're going really all time right now um is this a full point ppr format uh sure if that makes you feel better sure did Michael Thomas just break the uh, all-time receptions uh, record last he year? Did. He did do that last year, yeah. I'm going to take Michael Thomas as my uh, my uh, number one receiver. Primetime Michael Thomas. Like, that last year's Michael Thomas. Not, okay. not, not, no, no, not last year's, but th- the year before last year. 2020 Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. Yes, not not that version we saw last year that okay. fucked a lot of people out of out of leagues very early. Bye. Maybe. Yeah, bye. <laughs> like, um, I'm going to go with him. And how can I not go with Adrian Peterson? Yeah, good shout. That's a good shout. Um, all right. I'm going to go with another running back here. I'm going to go plug in my flex right now. I'm going to take Barry Sanders as my flex. And then at tight end, I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey. So I get two right now. You get two right now. It was very close between Kelsey and Tony Gonzalez. I just want to point that out there, but I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey. Right. Or as as the way it's pronounced, apparently, Travis Kels. I'm I'm going to go. That's funny. Um, We've all been I'm, saying it I'm, wrong I'm, over the years. Jason yeah. Kels and Travis Kels. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Randy Moss, uh, the 2007 season. Son of uh, a On bitch. the Patriots when he had, what, like 18 touchdowns? Yep, that, that was literally who I was how many, thinking about. How many, how, how many touch? Just out of curiosity, how many touchdowns did Devontae Adams have last year? It had to have been close. Felt like he had one every every game. I think he had fifteen or sixteen. And he and he missed. Didn't he miss like two games last year, Devontae yeah. Adams? He would have mm-hmm. broke that. Yeah. Um, I digress. Um, all right, so I'm going with Moss, and as my quarterback, I'm going with Michael Vick. Are you fucking kidding me? Yep. You are such a bastard. Atlanta I Michael Vick or the uh, Eagles uh, first year Michael Vick. You are such a bastard. Oh, my God. I Literally, that's who I was going to take for mine. And I said, there's not a chance in hell that Jake is going to take Michael Vick. There's not a chance. You are such I, a prick. Best fantasy, play, best fantasy quarterback ever, man, in his best years. Come on. He was a number one running back and a number one quarterback and the same player. I can't fucking stand you. Oh my god. Um shit. Well that sucks. All right, I'm going to take oh god. I, I unbelie- unbelievable. I'm going to take Jerry Rice. And I'm going to take my other receiver spot. Hmm. I'm going back and forth on a couple guys. Hmm. Um, if for, I, I'll, I'll say the guys that I'm going back and forth on. For me, it's between two. It's between Michael Irvin and Terrell Owens. I'm going with T.O. It's a good, it's a good shout. I'm going with T.O. I'm going with how Terrell many, Owens. How many spots? You picked your two guys, right? Yep, I have my quarterback left. You have your tight end, and you have your flex left. All right, uh, tight end. I'm. See, this is this is tough, man. Dude, Jason Witten was really good in his day with Tony Romo. He was. I'm gonna go with Gronk still, though. Mm, that's a good shout. 
I'm taking Gronk. And I have one more spot left. Yep, you have a flex. So we have I don't, I don't have a running back left. Nope. Who, you, who have Tomlinson, you have Tomlinson, Tomlinson, Adrian Peterson. And Adrian Peterson, yeah. See, I'm, t- I'm torn between two guys right now. I'm torn between Le'Veon Bell when he was on the Steelers mm-hmm. or Calvin Johnson that last year in Detroit. Oh, I think I have to go with Megatron. Yeah, for full point PPR. Yeah, mm. with 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 the lines down by a hundred, like always. I mean, yeah, and and for my my QB, I'm going for the goat. I'm going for Brady. I'm sure you would have rather had Michael Vick. Uh, really? You don't fucking I, say. I'm surprised you didn't go Mahomes though. I mean, Mahomes' first year starting was pretty pretty electric. Mm. You can hit the stack, Kelsey Mahomes, no? Brady's better than Mahomes. Sorry. How about Tomlinson, though, first overall pick? That's really not a bad shout. Remember that year? (laughs) I do, vividly. Some honorable mentions. Jamal Charles had to have been in there. Andre Johnson. Andre Johnson, very, very good shout there. Larry Uh, Fitz in his prime. Larry Fitz in his prime, yeah. Big Ben in his prime. Jason Witten. Yep. Jason Witten in his prime. Tony Gonzalez absolutely is in that conversation. Was was Michael Thomas an outrageous pick? I mean, dude, Michael Thomas in full point PPR? In full point PPR, no. Full point PPR, dude was a 20-20 mom every week. Livian Bell, honorable mention. Yeah. And oh, dude, I'm surprised I didn't I didn't pick this guy. I would have picked A B. When A B was on the Steelers. Oh my God. A B was A B. I, I would have picked A B. What did what, what did we talk about all those years, Jake? We slept you good sleep at sleep better yeah. at night with Antonio Brown at full point PPR. Yeah. <laughs> you sleep so you, much you, you, better at night. You sleep good at night with AB. <laughs> I mean, oh, you really... yes, you do. That, you, that's you... the one of the only guys I've ever seen in my life that could have 15 catches at halftime. It, and you just get, wouldn't be surprised. It's getting to that point with Devontae Adams sleeping good at night. Yeah. Really is. I mean, I, I, I want to talk more fantasy on, on this show if we could, or I'll hop on a fantasy show. But I think Devontae yeah. Adams is, is is the best player in fantasy. I really do. I mean, yeah. I don't know if the numbers back me up, but listen, what guy for if you're picking guy in the first round, who is the safest guy for you to get your investment of a first round pick for? It's Devontae Adams. It's either Devontae Adams or Travis Kelsey. Yeah, like all these argue. running backs, they all get hurt. They all get I hurt. Now they're year yep. to year. Aaron Rodgers said it's the last dance in Green Bay. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> and Devontae Adams is due for a contract next year. I smell Las Vegas. I smell a lot of points this year. Uh, yeah. For both of them, maybe Las Vegas. Possibly. Hey, I think Mike Mayock and John Gruden would lay over backwards to have Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams in Las Vegas. Or how about San Francisco? And they ship out Trey Lance. They ship out Trey Lance. That's a franchise Tex- gamble. Texans are going to need a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, but Aaron Rodgers is not going to even step foot in the state no, of I'm Texas. No, I'm saying Trey Lance possibly the Texans. Oh. The Giants are going to need a quarterback. Oh, well, if they go to the Giants, I'm going to fucking vomit. Oh, like Deshaun Watson maybe went to the Eagles. I would just be, you know, how that would be that would just make Jerry just go into an early retirement if Deshaun I, I, Watson went I, to I'd the Eagles and Aaron Rodgers went to the Giants. I'd be done. Deshaun Watson to the Eagles, Aaron Rodgers to the Giants, and I don't know. 
a- a- anybody else that would just but, go but to if Washington. Aaron Rodgers, if Aaron Rodgers thought that the Packers were dysfunctional, has he seen what the Las Vegas Raiders have done the last two years? Well, I think the Raiders would probably go in and say, hey, Aaron, we know we're fucking dysfunctional. You come from a winning franchise. Help us be functional. Yeah. Take control. Yeah, let's you want to sign, draft. guys? Okay, yeah. here's the GM. Here's Dude, they're, they're GM. running. They're running their first round picks with like the second and third team, apparently. Yeah, Farrell and Arnett. Yep. They they just want it. They just like they go. Hmm. Who's being mocked in the third round that we could look smarter than everybody and draft in the first round? Yep. They they are allergic to success. Hey, six more years of John Gruden. <laughs> Can't wait. Fantastic. Well. That is going to be it for this edition of the Basement Talk Podcast. As usual, make sure to subscribe to the Basement Talk Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. A little bit of a programming note for you. Um, Adam will not be on the Basement Talk Podcast fantasy show next week. We'll be having two guest hosts along with myself. So we'll be getting a lot of their opinions on fantasy drafts and, and that sort. And, of course, the live fantasy drafts, again, those dates, as of right now, we will be doing the live co-owned draft between Adam and I on the 24th at 8 o'clock. That will be streaming on YouTube, and that will also be available in podcast form. And then we will be doing the individual draft 10-team PPR that we do every year. Uh, we'll be streaming that on YouTube as well. And, of course, that will be available in podcast form on thursday september 2nd that podcast will be available probably friday september 3rd before you go into your labor day and we'll be drafting until your eyes bleed so be on the lookout for that a big thank you to jake as usual for coming on and spending his thursday night with me and hopefully he has a wonderful wonderful trip to aruba sir thank you appreciate it my friend so for jake i am bird everyone have a wonderful rest of the weekend enjoy it be kind to each other, be respectful to each other, and we'll catch you next time on the Paper Talk Podcast. Bye-bye.